This podcast is made possible by the generous support of the Center for Restorative Breast Surgery in New Orleans. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast. I'm Jamie DiPolo, the senior editor at BreastCancer.org. Our guest today is Mimi Montero, one of the women whose story of breast cancer diagnosis and breast cancer re- and breast reconstruction is featured on the BreastCancer.org site. Breast cancer was familiar to Mimi even before she was diagnosed. Her mother has been diagnosed with breast cancer three times. She was treated with a double mastectomy, radiation, and chemotherapy. Fifteen years later, she is cancer-free. Mimi's cousin Annette, her best friend, was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2009 and passed away from the disease that same year at age 42. Mimi herself was diagnosed with stage 1 breast cancer in April 2015 at age 45, the same age that her mother was first diagnosed. She had a double mastectomy with immediate DIEP flap reconstruction. Later, she also had a preventive hysterectomy because the cancer was hormone receptor positive. She took tamoxifen and an aromatase inhibitor, but has since stopped. Mimi is one of three women whose stories are featured in the BreastCancer.org video series on reconstruction after breast cancer surgery. Today, she's going to talk to us about making the videos and sharing her story. Mimi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Jamie. It's so nice to talk to you. I am curious, what was your first thought when the people from the Center for Restorative Breast Surgery asked you if you'd like to participate in these videos? I was quite honored, actually, because I had talked to so many women that I met through the Center who had amazing stories, stories of of strength and overcoming such big battles and you know, coming out so beautifully on the other end and to be among that group, just to be asked, it was such an honor, um, to be able to share my little story, part of this bigger picture. So it it was quite an honor. Did you have any hesitation at all? Did you think like, Oh, I'm not sure I want to share everything. No, not, I had no reservations for myself. I think part of my healing always has been, uh, the ability to open myself up to others. So for me, there was no hesitation at all. My only concern as always, everything I do is concern for my children and my husband and how they would receive it. So that was the only reservation I had. And when I checked with them and they were 100% on board, it was full steam ahead. They're in the video along with you and they had no reservations either about participating. No, they didn't. And I was excited to hear that they didn't because my sons did actually struggle with my initial diagnosis. It hit them very hard, harder than I thought it would have. And um, they were quite reserved and weren't very open about it when I was initially diagnosed. So to come to this two years later and present it to them and the fact that they were really open about it and willing to participate in the videos and invite their friends to participate in the videos. Um, It spoke volumes about how much they had healed too. So that I was excited about sharing. Oh, that's wonderful. And how old are your sons? My oldest is now 18, a freshman in college, and my youngest is 16 and a sophomore in high school. So they were a little bit younger when you were diagnosed. They were, they were. It was, um, you know, two years prior. And, you know, those um, teenage puberty years are tumultuous for 
boys and girls. And um, so they had a lot of their own issues to deal with. And then mom throws this to them. So <laughs> they did rise to the occasion and handled it like champs. So, um, but I was just so excited to kind of share this video experience with them and my husband and my mom as well. Now, when you were uh, considering types of reconstruction, did, can you talk to us a little bit about how you made that decision um, and why you decided to have immediate reconstruction? Oh, absolutely. So as you uh, stated earlier in the introduction, my mom has been diagnosed three times. And so she really has had quite a long and arduous journey through cancer diagnosis, her cancer diagnosis and um, into remission. She struggled with her reconstruction only because she waited to bring out the big guns after her body would already been put through hell. When you say bring out the big guns, what do you what do you mean by that? Like um, initially, her when she was diagnosed at 45, the same age that I was, she took a very conservative approach. I would have done the same thing she did, diagnosed at 45, still young, no prior family history, and the first diagnosis. This was her physician's recommendation second opinion, same recommendation, I would have done the same thing. You want to conserve your breast tissue as much as possible. I totally understand that. So she just opted for the lumpectomy with the radiation and the chemotherapy to try to save as much breast tissue as she could. She was still a very young woman, a mother, a wife, all of these things. So that was certainly an option for me too. When I was diagnosed at 45, so young, caught so early. But after two diagnoses, two rounds of chemotherapy, twice radiation, her breast tissue was destroyed. And so by the time the third time came around and she was, you know, I'm done with this, let's have the mastec double mastectomy reconstruction, her tissue was already so damaged the the reconstruction failed. And now she's just left with a lot of scar tissue and no, no mounding, no nothing. Um, so, and it took a good 15 years of her life, this battle with cancer. It ate up 15 years of her life. Now, it didn't stop her from doing all the things she loved. But it was still there and present. And having watched that journey with her made it so simple for me. Like, oh, my goodness, no, we are going aggressive and big the first time. We are not messing with this. Um, I wasn't giving cancer that much time in my life. I just wasn't. So that had a big effect uh, or, or played a big part in my decision early on. And having a parent, my mom, diagnosed three times you know, it was always in the back of my head. I knew it was coming. Like, I just knew it was coming. How can I not have that genetic component? Even though we did the BRCA1 uh, and 2 testing and I was negative, I just felt there was something else there. I was mentally prepared as much as you can be for that kind of diagnosis and already mentally prepared with 
I think I want to do this. So when I get the word that it's positive, I knew a starting point and what ex options I wanted to explore. How did you feel when you were talking about your story on camera? I know uh, a lot of women talk to other women, but people have told me that then when they make these videos, it's a little bit different talking about it on camera. It is. <laughs> it is. And like I said, um, I loved being able to share the story with my sons and my husband and my and my mom in it. That was really cool. And seeing and having my son's friends present, you know, like it really spoke to the fact that it, it takes a lot of people to get for this. You need a lot of support. And I love that part of it. Um, sharing it on the video, it was a great, it really was a great experience. It was a great experience. Did it bring up any feelings that maybe you felt you were repressing or hadn't thought about in a while? Or was it just like, no, I am here. I'm talking about my story. Yeah, it was interesting because I had, you know, been two years removed from the initial diagnosis. So I really had kind of put it behind me and was moving forward. And um, so it was interesting to revisit it. Some of those raw emotions were still there, unbeknownst to me. Um, and things, it brought up some emotions that I shared with my mom that we really had just kind of let go. Um, so it, it was, again, it was healing. It was another part of the healing, maybe a layer that I hadn't addressed earlier. So it, it was really a positive experience. And I made some great friends along the way. That's wonderful. Was there one part of doing the video that stands out to you at all? Yes. I know my mom struggled a lot watching me go through this battle, having gone through it herself. And when you're a mother, you never stop being a mother. I don't care how old you are. And the fact that I was a grown woman with children, I'm still her child. And I know that it was a very painful for her to walk with me through that journey, knowing what she had been through herself. And so when I was actually at home and just by myself doing the shoot with Sean, just talking one-on-one -on -one to him, and she was upstairs listening. And I knew, I just feel she was present. I knew she was listening. And um, as I'm talking about, you know, my journey, and I just hear her crying in the background. And um, just knowing just knowing how much it still hurt her, you know, it was just, that's, that was the hardest part of the journey was watching the people around me hurt and ache through my fight. Not for myself. That was easy. You know, I had my faith and we, there's nothing I can't do without that. But, um, Knowing that my mom hurt so much watching me go through that, or my boys, or my husband. Um, and then as she heard me telling my story and, and all the healing that took place and what a blessing it really has turned out to be and how I think of it as such a positive experience. There, I really do not think of having cancer and having treatment as a negative experience. It's brought so many 
positive things in my life. And afterwards, she just gave me the biggest hug because it was like um, affirmation of her. Like, yes, she's healed too. She's done. We're, we're moving forward and we've put this to bed. That's great. Could you share with us a little bit? You talk about the cancer experience bringing so many positives into your life. Could you t- just tell us about some of those positives? Oh, absolutely. Um, you let go of a lot. Initially, you know, there's a lot of fear, fear for your life, uh, fear for your children's future, fear for your, how's your spouse going to handle this? Um, just the unknown, you know, what's this going to do to my body and will I be able to survive it? And you learn to let go of all of that, all of the anxiety and the fear and the unknown. And you either embrace your faith and embrace the community around you and find a way to rise above it. Um, or are you bow down and lose? And that wasn't going to be an option for me. So I am a faithful person. I've always been a believer. But when I tell you it took it up to the next level, it took it way up to the next level. Um, And now there's a joy and a peace that I have every day that I would never give back. I wouldn't trade... I wouldn't trade it. And I earned it. I earned that joy and that peace going through that battle. Um, and with my family, the same thing. Just um, knowing that they are there. I mean, everyone knows your family's always there to support you in good times and in bad. But when you go through the bad times and they're still walking by your side and lifting you up, you think, thank you, God, that is a blessing. Thank you for giving them to me to walk with me. And then just the whole cancer community as a whole, people just unite around you. From the secretary at the cancer center, seeing I'm having a bad day, and she comes from behind her desk to give me a hug, to you know, getting a number of a young mom from another friend and calling her out of the blue to ask her, um, you know, was her experience with this doctor or this treatment and, you know, her taking three hours away from her family to just sit there and talk with me um, to the brilliant surgeons and oncologists and nurses that you encounter. People like Claire and Sean, you know, who are advocating for, you know, women's health and uh, treatment of this disease. I mean, it just opened up my world to so many wonderful people I never would have crossed paths with before. Thank you for letting this horrible disease bring all of this wonderfulness into my life. Wouldn't trade it. That is an amazing outlook that you have. And I wish I could have that for everything in my life that brings me down sometimes because that's so impressive. Um, I have one last question for you. So if a woman came to you today and told you that she'd just been diagnosed with breast cancer, what would you say to her? I wouldn't say anything. I would offer a smile and a hug and give her the space to talk. Because I think that's initially what you want. You want to unburden this fear and this anxiety 
and you want to verbalize it all and put it out there. And then um, I would just, you know, ask the questions come up because they all don't come up at once. You know, each step of the journey, you're going to have some questions, some fears, some concerns. Um, And just be available and check in. But I think as survivors, the best thing we can do for anyone who's been recently diagnosed is just to be available to say, hey, I am a testament to what we can do. That's wonderful. Mimi, thank you so much for joining us. You've been so generous with your time and your story. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you to everyone out there advocating for women for early diagnosis, early treatment. You, you guys are really making a difference.